A couple announcements for us this morning. So uh, I think I shared a while ago, uh, as a, our Bible study and our Wednesday youth group, we're actually going through the book of John. And uh, the cool thing about the book of John is there's actually a pur- purpose statement towards the end in chapter 20, uh, and it has the reason for why the book was written. And the main kind of theme for John is that people would believe. And so we're in chapter 8, uh, which Jesus talks about how he's the light of the world. So we actually did something really fun uh, last Wednesday, because uh, last year we had talked about it, and we kind of did something with candles. And so we turned off all the lights in here from, this, from the moment they came in. We had, like, the fake candles. We haven't got to the real ones yet. We, we might get there. But we had it all dark in here, and then, yeah, then we played some... Uh, glow-in-the-dark uh, dodgeball, and that was a really great photo that somebody took. I think we have another one there. Yeah. So just a really cool example of really just talking about light and how Jesus is the light of the world. And so uh, I do want to just say, I don't say it often, but we do have weekly gatherings with high schoolers and middle schoolers. On Tuesdays, we meet at the, the Stufflebeam House uh, for high school Bible study. Uh, and then on Wednesdays, we have middle school youth group from 6.30 to 8. So just another reminder, if you have students or you know students, uh, we meet up during the week, and we are going through John currently. So uh, there's that. And then secondly, we have a spring break event coming up. And I don't know for those of you that like Mario, but there's a new Super Mario Brothers coming out. And so we're going to go see that. We're actually going to have a, a brief Super uh, Mario Kart tournament here. Uh, that's one of the games that we like to play on Wednesday. So we're going to have a, a movie and some Mario Kart. It's going to be Friday, April 14th from 4 to 9.30. Uh, the cost is $15, and the sign-ups are by April 10th. There are sign-ups or uh, sheets on the back if you want one of the, the little cutouts for that. Uh, and if you have any questions, let me know. Uh, you can email me, call me, or just see me afterwards for any more information. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, good morning. Uh, actually, it's kind of a special Sunday for me because I wasn't supposed to be here. And so about two months ago, we asked uh, Paul Lenderman to come and, and preach, and my schedule changed, and I get to be here. And, and if you haven't been here for uh, Paul to come and share, he's going to uh, bring the word today. And, and I'm always blessed when he, when he speaks. So I'm glad that I actually got to be here uh, for you, Paul. So we look forward to uh, hearing from you. He has a wonderful ministry called Mark Ministries, and there's a table out front afterwards. I encourage you to go. Uh, check out the information there, and he'll be talking about some grief groups that uh, he runs in the valley um, that we want to invite you to participate in. So, Paul, thanks for, thanks for being here. Uh, Easter is fast approaching, and so we just want to invite you Good Friday service at Libby Bowl. Uh, once again, how many of you have been to a Good Friday service, right? Hundreds of people come out. All the churches in the valley from the Ojai Valley Ministerial Association, I think there's like five or six of us uh, co-hosting it. And so I want to encourage you, come on out. We celebrate, you know, Good Friday together as a church, as the church of the Ojai Valley. Uh, We're privileged as a church. We're going to be leading worship and setting up communion and and all of that once again. So uh, put that on your calendars. It's an incredible time as as the the big church of the valley, as we like to call it, comes out and celebrates a Good Friday together. And then two days later, on Easter, April 9th, you've been hearing about uh, this Easter egg hunt and uh, all the things that we set up out on the, the back patio and the, and the uh, lawn area. And I wanted to share just a few moments with you about that, because I know we've had a wave of, of new people join us. And so you may, you know, you, we've been promoting it, and we ask you to bring the pre-filled eggs and, you know, 
You might see giant rabbits running around here in costume, pink, and this, this year we even stepped it up and we even have a different rabbit costume. So here's the thing. Let me just, let me just share, because I know there's um, many of you are new and maybe haven't been here. When, when Easter comes around, we are all about the resurrection, right? And for 13 years as a church, I always preach a resurrection message. In fact, in 1 Corinthians, it says, without the resurrection, we're still in our sin. We have no hope. So we are 100% about the resurrection, 100% about the historicity of the resurrection, meaning it happened in the timeline of Earth's history. It had to have. Otherwise, we're wasting our time this morning. Okay? So we're all about the resurrection. And so for those who are new, or maybe you, you, you share out in the community that we're doing an Easter egg hunt, and someone goes like, you mean like an egg hunt? Yeah, and we have giant rabbits running around. You're like, giant rabbits? Isn't that like kind of weird? And you know, like what's up with that? So here's the thing. Let me just share my heart and our heart as a church. We like to have fun. And an Easter egg hunt and giant rabbits around here, it's just for fun. Amen? Look, okay, we know who we are in Christ. You, you know the story of, of when Jesus went to go have dinner with the sinners and tax collectors, right? And the, and the religious leaders kind of wigged out and said, what's up with that? I can't believe he's with them. See, Jesus could go and do that because he was very secure in who he was. Him going into that environment and just being himself did not freak him out. It didn't change him. That's where he needed to be. Okay? That, that's, that was all fine and good. Okay? When we do things like this, we're not letting the culture seep in and we're not being swayed by the culture. We're having fun. And maybe even with the giant rabbit around here, we're kind of poking fun at the culture. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Like Easter egg and, you know, all that. It's just for fun. And we know that it's maybe not everyone's cup of tea and we're not forcing you to come out and hunt eggs. I think the last count I heard at staff this week was we got like 800 eggs already. A plethora. A plethora of eggs. And two jolly jumps. And did I mention two giant rabbits running around here? So <laughs> I just wanted to spend a few moments. It's an opportunity for you and us to enjoy Easter together, to, to laugh. There'll be uh, more refreshments than are usual out there. One of the things that, that someone asked is like, hey, can, can our family maybe bring our own lunch and just kind of hang out? And you're more than welcome on Easter if you want, you and your family or a group of friends. You can bring Bring your own lunch and food and just kind of hang out longer, okay? It's just an afternoon to celebrate the resurrection, have some fun as a church family. And then if you invite on church or people from the community happen to hear about it, it's a chance for us to get to know them. Laugh a little bit, shake their hands, for them to kind of spend maybe some time with us afterwards and say like, wow, they're normal. <laughs> right? They like to have fun. They're not, you know... So I just, I just wanted to kind of, um, because of the blessings of, of this kind of wave of new people that have come in and maybe, you know, sometimes we do things traditionally around here and we forget to share the heart. We love the resurrection. Amen? Amen. Right? He is risen. He is risen indeed, right? It's just like, wow, we can say that and he's not, it's not Easter, right? We love the resurrection. It's all about the resurrection. It, that's, that's, that's the core of the gospel, Right? The egg hunt and refreshments, it's just relationship. 
It's just come on out and celebrate and have a good time with it. And we just kind of keep it where it is. Okay, so I just wanted to share that with you. And again, if you want as a family or a group of friends to bring uh, a lunch or something and throw out a blanket and do whatever, feel free to do that. Uh, We'll be here um, as long as you guys want to be here. Okay, and again, there's two jolly jumps, one for the big kids and one for the littler kids that'll be out there. Okay, and two giant rabbits. Okay, so um, (laughs) after that, a week later, uh, we shared this last week, uh, we are going to celebrate the life of Pat Pagnesat. And uh, so 2 p.m. April 15th here at the well, uh, you're more uh, than welcome to join us as we celebrate Pat's life. That's a great photo. Uh, that's from when we used to do Christmas caroling at the Continuing Care Center. We would go there and about 20 or 30 of us would divide into two groups and we'd go to all the rooms and sing Christmas carols and everything like that. So that's why he's wearing that uh, elf hat. and He's a phenomenal guitarist. So uh, we're going to celebrate his life um, on April 15th. If you have questions about that, you can see Pastor Tyler, and uh, he'll give you more info. Okay? Amen. Well, good morning. I am so glad to be here with you. I'm glad I finally made it. I, I don't think the devil wanted me to come today. Waited in traffic for about 20 minutes with a, a clo- lane closure uh, coming from Fillmore through Santa Paula here today. So it took me about an hour or so to get here, but I knew God wanted me here today. So I'm really excited uh, to be here with all of you. Uh, I see a lot of familiar faces. Some of you are new, so I have not met you. Let me briefly tell you a little bit about myself and, and the ministry that we have. And I am just so grateful to God for what he allows me to do. Um, I was a pastor in North and South Carolina for about 17 years. And God moved me and my family over here to California, which was number 49 on the 50 state list that I thought I'd never go to. Uh, but, you know, but I ended up here. Alaska was number 50, in case you're wondering. But anyway, so God moved us here. So glad to be able to do what we do. I'm a nationally certified grief counselor and also a pastoral thanatologist. So I deal with people that are going through the end of life process, through, through death, and then even to grieving survivors after that. Um, some of you know me through assisted hospice. I'm the bereavement coordinator and spiritual counselor there. But just a few years ago, we started Mark Ministries. Mark Ministries is named after my younger brother, Mark, who passed away five years ago this month. And four years ago this month, we launched Mark Ministries in memory of my brother, Mark, but also, of course, for the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are a local missionary organization that seeks to reach people for Christ through grief counseling and bereavement care. We also function as a resource for the local church. In grief counseling, funeral services if, if, if needed, um, and just providing one-on-one counseling, doing all of those things, trying to help people as they go through the grief process. Uh, we are so uh, honored to, uh, to be probably around 40 or 50% in raising our monthly missionary support. And we're doing that through individuals and churches now. And God's opened a lot of doors. I'm meeting with a lot of pastors in a lot of different um, cities. Uh, I had three uh, meetings with pastors last week in Camarillo. So really interesting, or two weeks ago rather, to see what God is really doing there as well. We have two bereavement groups in the Ojai Valley area that I want to make sure you know about. On the first... Wednesday 
of each month, we meet at First Baptist Church and the Well, Live Oak, and First Baptist partner together with Mark Ministry, and we provide that support for anyone, whether they are on hospice or not hospice, regardless of the type of loss. Whether you lost a person, a pet, uh, a possession, piece of property, we validate, and, and I'm certified, and I help all of those type of losses. And then two weeks after that, on the third Wednesday of every month, we meet down at Calvary Chapel in um, Oakview area. And th- both of those groups um, are at 4 o'clock on a Wednesday. And love for you to um, mention that to somebody else. Come if you need to or come with a friend or family member just to support them. And if you're here and you're grieving, that is a great way to have two groups that would be uh, applicable to you. And also, whether you're just interested in learning about grief, you can come to that as well. And love for you to be there. And I'm the facilitator and honor to help people as we walk through uh, this time of loss. There's a lot going on in our world. There's a lot going on in your world. And everybody goes through a loss, has gone through a loss currently, or one day we will go through a loss. And so it's a wonderful ministry, and we're excited to see what God has done. The la- last year, I wanted to give you an update. Last year in 2022, we saw 122 people come to Christ through Mark Ministries. And I give God every bit of the glory. A lot of those people have already passed away, and they're on the other side. Um, many of them come for funerals, and then they leave and go back to their state. So it's a very, very unique missionary organization, I have to admit, but I'm so grateful God has uh, me doing that. As you leave today, as, as Pastor Richie mentioned, there is a table that's currently in the foyer. They're going to move it out there here once we finish. There are some cards on there. Feel free to take that. Um, there's a little donation box. After you give your tithe to the well, if God leads you and you want to donate to that, there's a little box out there or a, a red, white, and blue card that tells you how you can give personally online or by check. But there's other information out there, cards and stuff. If you want to take one and just pass it out to somebody else who might be grieving, that would be a great resource for them. Again, thank you so much for letting me be here today and honored each time I'm able to come here. I just love your pastor. Whether you do or not, I just love him, okay? And I am so grateful. So if you're visiting today, if you're visiting today, please come back when Pastor Richie is preaching, okay? I'm just honored to fill in for today, and I just love him and his family and the staff here and just the wonderful spirit here and, and here. And I love the fact that you're having an Easter egg hunt. I think that's fantastic, okay? It's excellent, as somebody once said. <laughs> Pun is intended, okay? So have a wonderful time with that as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. It's beautiful, beautiful. Today, I want to speak to you for a few minutes on the celebration of love. The celebration of love as the title of the message here today. What is love? Why do we celebrate love? What's the big deal about love? If you were to ask Rebecca, age eight, she would describe love as this. When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands got arthritis too. That's love. Billy, age four, said, when someone loves you, the way they say your name is different. You just know that your name is safe in their mouth. I like what little Terry, age four, said, love is what makes you smile even when you're tired. Wow. And this might be my favorite. Chrissy, age six, says, love is when you go out to eat and give somebody most of your french fries without making them give you any of theirs. That's love. 
So at lunch today, if you have french fries and you really love that person beside you, well, I'll let you do the rest. So what is love? Maybe we could describe love in one simple word, God. I believe God is love. When we read 1 John 4, 7 through 10, we read some, and and even verses beyond that, we see some beautiful words. It says, dear friends, verse 7, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God for, let's say these next three words together, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is, say the next two words with me, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Verse 11, I'm going to mention some of these here. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Verse 12, God lives in us. Let's go to verse 13. God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Verse 14, the father sent his son. Verse 15, all who declare that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. If you were to continue reading the passage of scripture, which I encourage you to do on your own, there's some beautiful words there. Beautiful words reminding us about love. So actually, when we celebrate love, we're celebrating God. Today, we sing all about love because it was all about God. It was actually all about his son, Jesus Christ. So today, let's look at a few things today. Let's look at the existence of love for a moment. The existence of love. Love is a gift. Anyone or anything that you love is a gift from God. James 1.17 says, Every good gift, every perfect gift is from God, comes down from the Father of lights. If anything in your life is good, it exists in your life because of a good God. In grief, many people blame God for taking their loved ones or taking something that they loved. But what we forget is that it was God who gave it to us in the first place or gave that person to us in the first place. He gave you the possibility, the ability, and the opportunity to love that person who was a gift to you from a good, loving, giving God. Because love is a gift. Love is also a choice. Love is a choice that exists within our free will as given by God. I usually don't like to say I fell in love or somebody says I fell out of love. I believe it's a choice and maybe it's a series of choices. But we choose to love or allow ourselves to fall in love as some say. And we choose to love our family. How many of you love your family today? Would you raise your hand? Okay. How many of you love friends? Oh, isn't it great to have friends? And then we choose to love the forsaken of our world just as Jesus Christ did as his example of love. Loving those that were outcasts, those who are pushed aside from the religious or the non-religious of the day. We choose that because love is a choice. 
Love is also a reality, just as the verse said a moment ago, love is, this is real love. And here's something I want to remind you of is that love has always existed. Why? Because God has always existed. Without God, there would be no love in this world. How many understand that this world is a crazy place? There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of war. There's a lot of killing. There's a lot of horrible things that happen in this world. Can you imagine what this world would be like if there were no God? And there were no love at all on this planet. But love has always existed. Because God has always existed. And one reason we know that God here is with us because of the gift of love. Because God is all around us and in us and through us. God, God is here with us. In junior high school, I remember growing up, even actually before that, you know, we guys grow up and, and we see the girls and they all have cooties and all that kind of stuff. And like, oh man, leave me alone. You know, we know, you know, when all the guys play over here and then all the girls play on this side of the, of the playground. And then as you go into junior high and things start changing, all this stuff, and all of a sudden you get around there and the girls don't have cooties anymore. You know, they're like, wow. And then you get around Valentine's Day. And at least back in the 80s when I grew up, they started passing out these sweetheart candies or they were called conversation hearts. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Okay. All right. In case you don't know, those are those wonderful things that, you know, your parents hated, but the dentists loved because you chew on them, they break your teeth, but it was worth it. Okay. And you still felt the love through the pain. It was wonderful. But it's interesting as you read a little bit about these conversation hearts or these sweetheart candies, they had a lot of pretty cool sayings on there. Some of them said, be mine, cutie pie, pick me, XOXO, and then one of my favorites, ooh la la. <laughs> one of the most popular ones was love you, spelled L-U-V. And the existence of sweethearts, uh, usually it starts each year in September and, and it goes through February. And I read that they make 50 tons of the sweetheart candy each day starting in September, preparing for the big holiday in February. They actually sell out of their conversation hearts in six weeks and about 8 billion conversation sweethearts are sold every year. When did all of this start? It started all the way back in 1901, 1902. That's when the company founded these sweetheart candies, and they've been going strong. I think they took a two-year break during the pandemic, but they started, they've been going strong ever since, and then the Spangler uh, Candy Company bought them, and now they're full speed ahead. And it's interesting, and I, I read, read about that, and I thought, you know, that's when we saw love here. That's when we first started recognizing some of us growing up that time. And that's when all the conversation hearts and people started really talking about all the way in different ways. But that's not when love began because love began a long time ago before time even began because love has actually always existed. And it's because love is God and God is love. Now, we have to say the second one, and by the way, if you heard this first part of this message, do not cut off. Those of you online, don't leave yet, okay? All right, don't go get your extra cup of coffee. You have to hear this next point, okay? We have to hear the expression of love. The expression of love. Verses 9 and 10 just spoke about that a moment ago. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. 
You see, love is expressed in a lot of different ways, is it not? We say, I love my car. How many of you love your car? Okay. All right. Good. All right. That's good. How many of you love pizza? All right. All the kids' hands. Okay, good. And the big kids, too. Okay. How many of you love ice cream? Yay, that's good. I do, too. Right? I love ice cream. How many of you love Brussels sprouts? Let's pray for all of these people here. (laughs) They do not know what love is, Pastor Richie. And they love cabbage here. Uh, Oh, man. This church needs revival. Let's pray. We love all kinds of things. We say, I love this, and I love that, and all of this. We, and that's understandable. It's interesting that as a grief counselor and a grief facilitator and educator, I talk to a lot of people who are grieving, obviously, each day. Last week, I officiated four funerals. I have five this week. Just dealing with a lot of people who are really going through some really hard grief. And one thing I've understood and found that the depths of grief are as a result of the depths of the love that you have for that person. We grieve. Why do we grieve? Because we still love that person that passed away. Why do we grieve? Why do we cry? Why do we get angry? Why do we have relief and fear? And, and, and why do we have all of these different emotions that are just swirling sometime? And why do we go through this? Because we love them and we still miss that person. We still love that dog or that cat that passed away. We still love all of those things. We, love, we miss our health. We're not able to do what we once did. We miss that house that was burned in the Thomas fire. I've had people in my groups for that. We miss those things that we cherished and loved and were significant to us. And we express it through tears and words and so many other different ways. But we use that word love all the time, don't we? I like the story I read about a girl who regretted breaking her engagement. She wrote this letter. Dearest Tommy, no words could ever express the great unhappiness I felt since breaking our engagement. Please say you'll take me back. No one could ever take your place in my heart. So please forgive me. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yours forever, Marie. P.S. Congratulations on winning the state lottery. (laughs) That's not real love, friends. Something's not right about that. There has to be an ulterior motive. Something's not, doesn't gel there. And so we say love all the time and whether we mean it or we don't mean it or we just say it out of habit, there is real love in this world. And according to the scripture here that we read today, the ultimate expression of love is seen in Jesus Christ. You see, love has a name and it is Jesus Love came to this earth. Love was born of a virgin. And his father was almighty God. He came to this earth. He never sinned. He became flesh. experienced everything that we would experience. Tempted in all points, yet without sin. He cared for the poor. He showed compassion on the outcast. He healed the sick. And because of his great love, he innocently and willingly suffered for mankind, and he died on the cross. And that God in flesh, Jesus Christ, our Savior, 
He suffered the most horrible death possible. But hallelujah, my friends, I want to remind you, yes, he died in our place because of his great love, but he did not stay dead. He rose again three days later. And my friends, love is alive today. And he lives. He is here with us. I like to say these words. Love gives, love lives, and love forgives. You see, it is said that love wins, and love does win. But why does love win? Love wins because Jesus wins, and Jesus is alive. He won over death, sin, hell, and the grave, and he is alive. It's all in him because love is Jesus. That's why there's so much love in this room right now. Because Christ is here with us. He is here. Then I want you to notice lastly, not only the existence of love, the expression of love, the experience of love. Verse 11 says, we surely ought to love each other. My fellow believers, if the loving God lives in us, then he wants to love through us. You see, that is what Jesus said is a sign that we're one of Jesus' followers. It's when we love each other, when we love others. Just as the verse says, when God is within us and love is within us and we truly realize that God is love and Jesus is right here with us and what he did for us on the cross, that he's alive and death could not keep him in the grave. Love was too powerful and the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit, God raised him from the dead, the apostle Paul would write. He's alive today. When we understand that, love comes out. Galatians 5.22 the fruit of the Spirit, number one, is love. That's the Holy Spirit living in us and through us. So we love each other. That's why we have Easter egg hunts. And that's why we're going to celebrate the resurrection. And that's where there's going to be two big bunnies jumping around here. It's, they're full of love. That's wonderful. Verse 13, God has given us his spirit. Verse 15, all who declare that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them. Can I say briefly, religion itself cannot produce the experience of love. Did you know, my friend, that you could never, ever earn God's love? You could be the most religious person in here or the most religious person listening online right now. You could have everything, you look good, do all the religious things. You can come to church every Sunday. You could get baptized five times. You could give. You can do all of those things. And, but when you stand before God and I stand before God, all that matters is your faith in Jesus. Because our religious works are not good enough. Did you know that right now there are over 4,200 different religions in the world? Many of them are started by just a few verses and they've taken that out of context. Pastor Reggie, you and I know that you know this. A lot, of stuff, a lot of those things happen. But there's all kinds. Let's simplify it. Take all those religions... And they're either by works trying to earn the approval of some higher power, some morality code, or some afterlife experience. But they have to do certain things in order to get there to please whoever it is up there in their belief system. Or, my friends, it's all by grace. We can settle all the religions by one of two categories. It's all by God's wonderful grace. 
John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but of everlasting life. It's one thing to say God so loved the world. That's a head knowledge. But then we say God so loved me. That's a heart knowledge. It's a world of difference from there to here. And I want all of you to know today that God loves you so much. He cares so much for us. The experience of love is only real when it becomes personal. Love's experience is based on a relationship. Do we have a relationship with Christ? By faith, not by our performance, not by our works, but by our faith. Isn't it wonderful, by the way, that he did all the work so we wouldn't have to? That's beautiful. That's grace. That's love. That's love. The story is told of a woman who suddenly left her husband one day. The husband called the police and filed a missing persons report. A few weeks later, the police found her a few counties over, and they asked him if he wanted them to take him to her. Instead, the man decided just to write his wife to see if she would be willing to come home. And he did this for months. Finally, around the holidays, he went to see her. She was in a rundown hotel. He asked her to come home, and she did immediately. On the way home, he said, I, I've written to you for months. Why did you come home so easily when I asked you? She replied, because those were just letters. And this time, you came in person. My friends, Jesus came in person for you. I know historically it was a long time ago, but it was a supernatural visit. It was a physical visit. He came to this earth to die for every single one of us. To be the final sacrifice once and for all. Why did he die? Not for his own sins. He was the perfect son of God. But to die for you and for me. And he gave his life. Why? Because of his love. So you and I could experience what true and real love is. He came in person to show us his love. You see, love does exist. It surely does. Love has been expressed. And love can be experienced by faith. It's an open invitation to every single one of us today. Now in closing... I need a little love this morning. So I want all of you just on the count of three say, you are loved. Can you do that? You ready? One, two, three. You are loved. Yes. All right, I want you to turn to the person beside you or near you or, or somebody. And I want you to say on the count of three, I want you to say, you are loved. You ready? One, two, three. You are loved. I love. All right. Now look at me this way. Look at this. This time. All right, you've expressed it to me and to the person beside you. Now you need it. You need it. I want you to remind yourself, I am loved. On the count of three, I want you to say, I am loved. You ready? One, two, three. I am loved. All right, this time say it like you're excited about it. Say, I am loved. <laughs> Yay, Jesus. No, all right. All right, I am loved. Say it with enthusiasm. Ready? One, two, three. I am loved. Woo! Thank the Lord. You are loved. I am loved. God is so good. He is love. He is love. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. Thank you so much for listening so well today.
Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Whether you're listening online or right here in person, here, let me just ask you a couple of quick questions here. Maybe you're here today and you said, you say, Brother Paul, to be honest, I know there's some people in my life that I need to love better and show God's love to people. There's people in my life that I, you know, I know I sh- should love them, should show that more, and God's been speaking to me about that. Would you just include me generally in this, in this uh, prayer here today? He said, God spoke to me about that. I need to show his love to other people. Would you raise your hand? Anybody like that besides me? God bless you. Thank you so much. Yes. One more question for you. Maybe you're here today and you're like, I'm new here or maybe even coming here for a while. And you're not sure if you've ever made that personal choice to where you say, you know what? I want to accept Christ. I want to have his love inside of me. I want to be forgiven. I need a brand new start, new life. I want to know heaven is where I'm going when my life ends down here. But I want him in my life. I need him. I need a change and I need Jesus today. Say, Brother Paul, that's me today. Nobody's looking around. It's just me and you. Anybody like that today? Said, that's me. God spoke to me about that. Did you raise your hand quickly? Just put it right up and right back down. I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you for being honest. Thank you. I want to give you an opportunity right where you say, I'm not going to call you out, make you stand or do anything like that or come forward. I'm just going to give you an opportunity right where you sit between you and the Lord. Maybe where you can just settle that here today. You can make that personal decision. Maybe you want to pray something like this and you can repeat this after me. But remember, it's not the words we say. It's not me that saves you, obviously. This is between you and the Lord. I just want to kind of guide you as you pray and you speak to the Lord yourself. Maybe you pray something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you do love me. I believe you came to this earth for me. I believe you died and rose again from the dead. Please come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Give me a brand new start today. I trust you only, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. Our heads are still bowed. Our eyes are still closed. I'm the only one looking around. Say, Brother Paul, I'll be honest with you. I prayed that prayer with you and I meant it with all my heart the best I know how. I meant it. If you meant it with all your heart, would you quickly one more time raise your hand up and right back down. Thank you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Anybody else that I missed? Wonderful. God, you you see hands, you see hearts. Lord, thank you for these. I pray that accepted you today, became children of God today once and for all. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, you said. And I pray that you would help these individuals to grow and to continue to be a part of this fellowship and just know that they are loved. And all of those help us all just to love you more and to love others. 
We thank you. Give you the glory for it all. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple announcements for us this morning. So uh, I think I shared a while ago. Uh, as a, our Bible study and our Wednesday youth group, we're actually going through the book of John. And uh, the cool thing about the book of John is there's actually a pur- purpose statement towards the end in chapter 20. Uh, and it has the reason for why the book was written. And the main kind of theme for John is that people would believe. And so we're in chapter 8, which Jesus talks about how he's the light of the world. So we actually did something really fun uh, last Wednesday, uh, because last year we had talked about it and we kind of did something with candles. And so we turned off all the lights in here from from the moment they came in. We had like the fake candles. We haven't got to the real ones yet. We we might get there. But we had it all dark in here. And then, yeah, then we played some... uh, Glow-in-the-dark uh, dodgeball, and that was a really great photo that somebody took. I think we have another one there. Yeah. So just a really cool example of really just talking about light and how Jesus is the light of the world. And so uh, I do want to just say, I don't say it often, but we do have weekly gatherings with high schoolers and middle schoolers. On Tuesdays, we meet at the, the Stufflebeam House uh, for high school Bible study. Uh, and then on Wednesdays, we have middle school youth group from 6.30 to 8. So just another reminder, if you have students or you know students, uh, we meet up during the week, and we are going through John currently. So uh, there's that. And then secondly, we have a spring break event coming up. And I don't know for those of you that like Mario, but there's a new Super Mario Brothers coming out. And so we're going to go see that. We're actually going to have a, a brief Super uh, Mario Kart tournament here. Uh, that's one of the games that we like to play on Wednesday. So we're going to have a, a movie and some Mario Kart. It's going to be Friday, April 14th from 4 to 9.30. Uh, the cost is $15, and the sign-ups are by April 10th. There are sign-ups or uh, sheets on the back if you want one of the, the little cutouts for that. Uh, and if you have any questions, let me know. Uh, you can email me, call me, or just see me afterwards for any more information. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, good morning. Uh, actually, it's kind of a special Sunday for me because I wasn't supposed to be here. And so about two months ago, we asked uh, Paul Lenderman to come and, and preach, and my schedule changed, and I get to be here. And, and if you haven't been here for uh, Paul to come and share, he's going to uh, bring the word today. And, and I'm always blessed when he, when he speaks. So I'm glad that I actually got to be here uh, for you, Paul. So we look forward to uh, hearing from you. He has a wonderful ministry called Mark Ministries, and there's a table out front afterwards. I encourage you to go. Uh, check out the information there, and he'll be talking about some grief groups that uh, he runs in the valley um, that we want to invite you to participate in. So, Paul, thanks for, thanks for being here. Uh, Easter is fast approaching, and so we just want to invite you Good Friday service at Libby Bowl. Uh, once again, how many of you have been to a Good Friday service, right? Hundreds of people come out. All the churches in the valley from the Ojai Valley Ministerial Association, I think there's like five or six of us uh, co-hosting it. And so I want to encourage you, come on out. We celebrate, you know, Good Friday together as a church, as the church of the Ojai Valley. Uh, We're privileged as a church. We're going to be leading worship and setting up communion and and all of that once again. So uh, put that on your calendars. It's an incredible time as as the the big church of the valley, as we like to call it, comes out and celebrates a Good Friday together. And then two days later, on Easter, April 9th, you've been hearing about uh, this Easter egg hunt and uh, all the things that we set up out on the, the back patio and the, and the uh, lawn area. And I wanted to share just a few moments 
with you about that because I know we've had a wave of, of new people join us. And so you may, you know, you, we've been promoting it and we ask you to bring the pre-filled eggs and, you know, you might see giant rabbits running around here in costume, <laughs> pink, and this, this year we even stepped it up and we even have a different rabbit costume. So here's the thing. Let me just, let me just share because I know there's um, many of you are new and maybe haven't been here. When, when Easter comes around, we are all about the resurrection, right? And for 13 years as a church, I always preach a resurrection message. In fact, in 1 Corinthians, it says, without the resurrection, we're still in our sin. We have no hope. So we are 100% about the resurrection, 100% about the historicity of the resurrection, meaning it happened in the timeline of Earth's history. It had to have. Otherwise, we're wasting our time this morning. Okay? So we're all about the resurrection. And so for those who are new, or maybe you, you, you share out in the community that we're doing an Easter egg hunt, and someone goes like, you mean like an egg hunt? Yeah, and we have giant rabbits running around. You're like, giant rabbits? Yeah, isn't that like kind of weird? And you know, like what's up with that? So here's the thing. Let me just share my heart and our heart as a church. We like to have fun. And an Easter egg hunt and giant rabbits around here <laughs> It's just for fun. Amen? Look, okay, we know who we are in Christ. You, you know the story of, of when Jesus went to go have dinner with the sinners and tax collectors, right? And the, and the religious leaders kind of wigged out and said, what's up with that? I can't believe he's with them. See, Jesus could go and do that because he was very secure in who he was. Him going into that environment and just being himself did not freak him out. It didn't change him. That's where he needed to be. Okay, that, that's, that was all fine and good, okay? When we do things like this, we're not letting the culture seep in, and we're not being swayed by the culture. We're having fun. And maybe even with the giant rabbit on here, we're kind of poking fun at the culture. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Like Easter egg and, you know, all that. It's just for fun. And we know that it's not, maybe not everyone's cup of tea, and we're not forcing you to come out and hunt eggs. I think... The last count I heard at staff this week was we got like 800 eggs already. A plethora, a plethora of eggs. And two jolly jumps. And did I mention two giant rabbits running around here? So I just wanted to spend a few moments. It's an opportunity for you and us to enjoy Easter together, to, to laugh. There'll be uh, more refreshments than are usual out there. One of the things that, that someone asked is like, hey, can, can our family maybe bring our own lunch and just kind of hang out? And you're more than welcome on Easter if you want, you and your family or a group of friends. You can bring, bring your own lunch and food and just kind of hang out longer, okay? It's just an afternoon to celebrate the resurrection, have some fun as a church family. And then if you invite on church or people from the community happen to hear about it, it's a chance for us to get to know them. Laugh a little bit, shake their hands, for them to kind of spend maybe some time with us afterwards and say, like, wow, they're normal. <laughs> right? They like to have fun. They're not, you know. So I just, I just wanted to kind of, um, because of the blessings of, of this kind of wave of new people that have come in and maybe, you know, sometimes we do things traditionally around here and we forget to share the heart. We love the resurrection. Amen? Amen. Right? He is risen. He is risen indeed, right? It's just like, wow, we can say that, and he's not, it's not Easter, right? We love the resurrection. It's all about the resurrection. It, that's, that's, 
that's the core of the gospel, right? The egg hunt and refreshments, it's just relationship. It's just come on out and celebrate and have a good time with it. And we just kind of keep it where it is. Okay, so I just wanted to share that with you. And again, if you want as a family or a group of friends to bring uh, a lunch or something and throw out a blanket and do whatever, feel free to do that. Uh, We'll be here um, as long as you guys want to be here. Okay, and again, there's two jolly jumps, one for the big kids and one for the littler kids that'll be out there. Okay, and two giant rabbits. Okay, so um, (laughs) after that, a week later, uh, we shared this last week, uh, we are going to celebrate the life of Pat Pagnesat. And uh, so 2 p.m. April 15th here at the well, uh, you're more uh, than welcome to join us as we celebrate Pat's life. That's a great photo. Uh, That's from when we used to do Christmas caroling at the Continuing Care Center. We would go there and about 20 or 30 of us would divide into two groups and we'd go to all the rooms and sing Christmas carols and everything like that. So that's why he's wearing that uh, elf hat. and He's a phenomenal guitarist, so... Uh, we're going to celebrate his life um, on April 15th. If you have questions about that, you can see Pastor Tyler, and uh, he'll give you more info. Okay?